0: Hi, I'm Jen Turner, and I'm a psychic medium.
1: Hi, I'm Nadia Thorman, and I'm like the Ryan Seacrest to her Teresa Caputo.
0: And we're here to have a normal conversation about weird stuff.
1: Welcome to The The Soul Soul Spot. Hello, friends. Hi, everyone. How's it going, Jen? Good. How about you? Oh, you know, just another day in the Matrix, another week in the um, abyss. Yeah, it's been a hard <laughs> one this week for both of us, I think. Yeah. A but lot- I'm happy that we had our panini cafe, or panini grill. We did, and I'm also happy that um, Taylor Swift's new album brought us so much joy. It's so good. Like, moved me to tears. I know. Her lyrics are amazing. You guys, I texted
0: Nadia after hearing it, and I was like, I want to quit everything that I know and become a songwriter.
1: (laughs) Seriously. I mean, she is a poet. Yeah, she is. It is, like, It was so inspirational. It was
0: beautiful. I know. And, like, each day, I feel like I have a different one that's, like, my favorite one.
1: Oh, yeah. You know? But they're so good. It makes me, like, want to just be with my feelings and take a drive. I did drive down PCH with the windows down listening to her. I did that.
0: That's awesome. Because
1: it's kind of, like, my MO when life's got me down yeah but it was good yeah I know thank you for that gift Taylor thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) all right we've got a good episode for you guys Jen you want to kick us
0: off yeah so we're going to talk all about forgiveness um, this episode but we can start with a little reading of the week let's do it all right so um this week I have had quite a few readings actually It's interesting that, you know, during quarantine time, there was, um, like a pause in the readings and then now it has picked up and it's like busier than ever for me, which is awesome. I love it. But, um, I've mentioned this before that sometimes in these readings, especially when I do them kind of like back to back, a theme emerges and This theme this week that has emerged is the theme of forgiveness, which is what prompted the topic for this episode. Um, So I'm going to share kind of snippets um, of the different readings, but one that really stands out is somebody, it was a new client who I did an intuitive read on and she was having problems with her husband um, and they're actually going through divorce. He you know, was the marriage has been kind of like falling apart for a while. And then he was unfaithful to her. Um, and there were two readings this week where, um, infidelity was the topic. So again, like, it's interesting. I'll go weeks or months without that being the topic. And then it was like back to back. And so really challenging. And I'm trying to be careful not to give too much away in this, but, um, she basically, had said that the divorce was happening. And then when I dug in deeper with her, because when she said that nothing aligned, and I've told you this before, Nadia, but it's like when somebody says words, like this is how it works in an intuitive read. Somebody will say words and it doesn't feel like it aligns with their energy. So that's when I know that like something's not right there. Like what you're saying isn't the truth to your soul. It may be like what you're thinking is the truth, but it doesn't feel like it's the truth to your soul. And then, um, so in two different cases, one of them was that the truth of her soul was saying that she wanted to get a divorce and it did not feel like she wanted to get a divorce. The second one was that she wanted to be with him and it didn't feel like she wanted to be with him. So it was kind of these like opposite ends. So it was really interesting. What came from it was just the conversation of forgiveness because there was one, I'll take the example of the woman who said she wanted to get a divorce, but actually wanted to be with him. So much forgiveness had to take, has to take place for that to happen. And it's totally possible, um, where you can absolutely forgive, truly forgive. And it takes a hell of a lot of work and it's not easy. And you have to unearth and uncover so much crap in that marriage. Um, but I said to both of them that their first marriage is done. Like we have to let that burn.
1: And first marriage, meaning the marriage that they're, they're were, currently in. Right. But you were like, metaphorically, yes. they go in, they can go into a second marriage with their current partner. Should they choose? Should they choose? Right. Exactly. This so th- yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like the, that
0: marriage as we knew it before the infidelity, which, which again, we'll kind of dive into this a little bit deeper later, but the idea of somebody just up and cheating is very rare. There's a lot of shit that goes on before that takes place. And it's really kind of looking at it straight in the eye and saying like, what caused this? What was my role in this? Can I forgive myself from this? Can I forgive him for this? And men aren't the only ones that cheat. This can go for a woman as well. But, um, but my point to them was like, that marriage is done. And if you want to have like chapter two in this marriage, so much has to change. And the biggest part of that is forgiveness so the readings I thought like were incredibly insightful. I got so much good information just like intuitively of how they were feeling and what they were going through. And this is why I've said this before but like intuitive reads are just so beautiful because it really does. I think you said this like cut the shit. Like you go straight to like the feelings of it. And it's like we don't beat around the bush of you telling me that you want to, that you want a divorce when cuz I know you don't. I feel it. Like you can, it's kind of like putting up a mirror in front of them and sharing their emotions with themselves of like, this is how you feel. Or the other one saying that she wanted to, um, stay with him. She wants to be with him. She doesn't believe in divorce, but like when diving in and it's super emotional, like she's sobbing saying she wants to leave him. Right. Cause that's like what was right in her soul, you know? But either way, in both those circumstances around this infidelity, is that there needs to be forgiveness, whether or not they end up together. Mm -hmm. There has to be a forgiveness for themselves and the role that they played, which they both really, really took accountability for, which was cool. And they saw it very clearly, um, but they have to take accountability for it. And then the other one being that um, they have to forgive their partner or their ex-partner and not because... It's a pass for what they did. Um, it's not letting them off the hook. And I think that's what we feel a lot. It really was like for these individuals to move on to a happier place in their life, they have to let that go. They can't hold that in their heart anymore.
1: Sure. Really seeing that toxic space. Yeah. Right. All right, well, I think this very clearly segues into our topic of forgiveness, so I'm going to start by reading a really cool quote that I stole from my friend's Instagram, and it goes like this. Okay, forgive anyone who has caused you pain or harm. Keep in mind that forgiving is not for others. It is for you. Forgiving is not forgetting. It is remembering without anger. It frees up your power, heals your body, mind, and spirit. Forgiveness opens up a pathway to a new place of peace where you can persist despite what has happened to you. It's so perfect. So good. (laughs) I love it so much. Yes. Yes. And I think, I mean, it's such an important lesson. There's so many things this applies to. Um, You see it so much when people pass, right, with unresolved pain and anger and things that were left unsaid. Um, I've seen it in my own experience, um, and I know you've seen it in your readings, where, you know, there were things that weren't said. There were things that weren't forgiven, and it's so, so painful, especially when you're talking about someone who has passed. But I think Where the growth and where the peace comes from is forgiving them in your heart for yourself. And that leads to the path of healing. And it's not because you forget, right? It's because you understand that, you know what? They were human, they weren't perfect. They had their shit they had to deal with when they were here, and they had their reasons for things. Right. And it's not taking it personally. As personal as it feels, it's letting that go. Right. Because most of the things that happen to you, those things that feel unforgivable are coming from the person's own stuff. Right? Yeah. I
0: mean, 100%. And I think, um, I honestly believe that people can become unstoppable when they learn to forgive. Like a a huge piece of preventing people from doing what they want, living the life they want, whatever it is, having the relationships they want is because they're not capable of letting go of that like hate in their heart or that anger in their heart. And I think it's a superpower. Like if you can really kind of harness the behavior of forgiveness, you're so free. You're free to kind of do whatever. Nobody will have that power over you. And we talk a lot about taking the power back. And that's a big one of being able to say, I forgive them or I, and feel it like you then become whole, you then become healed. And then you become really unstoppable. A common thing that I feel that I get a lot in readings is the, um, not being there when the person passes. Okay. Right. Right. So this is a really common one in like my mediumship reads is to say, um, they forgive you for not being there when they pass, there was nothing you could have done to stop them from passing. And so there's forgiveness on a lot of levels. Like spirit is saying, I forgive you. That's like not even anything to feel bad about, but then they have to forgive themselves for either like not being there, not seeing it quicker, not being able, not being able to intervene. You know, uh, the worst ones are when um, somebody whose child has passed, you know, the guilt that they have for themselves, they cannot self-forgive, right? So forgiveness comes in many different forms, but a huge one is self-forgiveness is forgiveness of self. And then also forgiving people who have done wrong to you. If there is infidelity, if there is people who are crossing you, if you feel betrayed in any way, if you feel like there was a wrongdoing against you to be able to really forgive them and let that out of you. It's a release. So the act of forgiveness is like taking it out of your body completely, you know, and it's not forgetting and you have to learn the lessons. We can't just like blindly forget everything that took place. We have to learn the lessons and move on. But we also don't need to hold onto that in our heart.
1: Um. Absolutely. And it's like, this is such a good lesson for kind of every element of life. I actually had something happen to me today that I didn't even tell you about. But it was like this crazy road ragey moment where this woman was like out of her mind. And she ended up like flipping me off with the kids in the car. And it was this, it was so crazy to me because I was like, what just happened? But also, and it kind of like, you know, your adrenaline goes up. I came in the door and I just felt like so much kind of like rage and confusion toward what (laughs) had just happened. But I actually had this moment of you know, where I was like, okay, you know what? Um, she's obviously going through a lot of stuff that I can't even imagine. So I'm just going to like my way of, for me to get past that, I had to send love to her. I consciously, and it's so weird. And it sounds like it makes me this crazy, like hippie, like I'm sending her love and like, but that's literally what I did. I don't think there's anything weird (laughs) about that. I think it's evolved. I literally was like, you know what? I can't live in this space And I can't possibly understand what that was about. So I'm just going to send her love because obviously she needs it. So sending love
0: is, I think, another superpower. And it goes hand in hand with forgiveness. But it also just goes hand in hand with um, understanding each other and, and really making your life easier. In the work setting, this is something I've practiced for a really long time. Where it's like somebody will be like, I don't know, really disruptive in a meeting or kind of a know-it-all or, you know, like just this like big energy in a room to like share their point or try to put people down and whatever it is, if I'm not seeing eye to eye with somebody and I share this with my husband all the time, I'm like, he needs to do this at work is like, give them love, send them love because it is real and they Mm -hmm. can feel it. And it's like, I am sending you love to where you can try to become, where you can try to make them more whole. And it shifts, like it shifts the whole energy. They become more human. You don't fear anything anymore. Like sending love is so important. And in fact, in my reading of the week episode or my reading of the week segment, when I was sharing that is that to those two women, I gave the tip to of say prayers for their happiness. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that's the truest sign of like moving towards forgiveness and like turning that anger in your heart into love is to really, really pray for, for their happiness, you know? And it's like really mind blowing actually. Like if you think about that act of being like, this person just did me wrong and the best way that I can release it of myself is to hope that they have happiness and like to send them love.
1: And I mean, it's really basic. It goes kind of back to what we always talk about. It's that magnetism of giving and you give what you get, right? Right. So it's like if you're sending all of those things out to the universe, if you're sending feelings of love and prosperity and forgiveness, you're going to receive those things back. Completely, you know?
0: Completely. And you're forgiving really for yourself, You know, and it's like, you, they're going to benefit from that, but you are going to be free from that. And it is a choice and it's a decision. Um, and it's hard, but it is so possible. And it's, it is something that like, once you do, you realize how wonderful that feels. Like your example today of it being like a road, ragey, whatever, like to release that and to turn it into love, like no longer holds, holds any power over you anymore.
1: That's done
0: now. Right. And you can move on from that.
1: It also, um, reminds me of something I said a couple episodes ago that you were, you were a little taken aback by how extreme it sounded, but, um, it was, uh, the quote that was, uh, holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind you of it, right? <laughs> it's just kind it of totally like is, you though. can't can keep consuming that toxic energy it's just going to fester itself. It's going to build on itself and it's not ever going to benefit anybody. Right. All you're going to do is hold on to it.
0: Completely. And one thing you and I talk about so much in our personal lives, and I think we've shared it a couple times on the podcast, but... Um, I know you and I are really sensitive to being a victim mm-hmm. or a victim mentality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like I know that for you and I personally, like nothing gets under our skin more than people who would just play victim constantly. Correct. And, um, and it's because it's not because like we're annoyed by them. It's because we're disappointed that they can't see they have more power than that. Right. You know, and we just don't want anybody to hide under like behind the excuse of being a victim. I can always tell when I'm like, when I slip into that mode where I start complaining about like the wrong doings, I'm like, oh, I got to check myself. Mm-hmm. Like, so I am not right right now. Mm-hmm. If I feel victim-y, mm-hmm. you know, I need to like flip this script. I've got to like center. I've got to like get my control back on like my emotions because nobody's allowed to have that over me.
1: And we all go there. It's a very low vibrational it's space so low. to be right? Yep. It's like, it's kind of like, you, the, it kind of washes over you. Um, but then you have to, you know, once you get up and snap out of it, you have to realize that you can't let all those exterior elements have power over you, right? You know, you steer the ship and no matter how many hardships we have or how many things that are out of our control, the way we react to things, that's the only thing we can control. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And I think when we forgive, we no longer become the victim. We're not a victim. So if, if, you know, so-and-so cheats on me. Than, or does a wrongdoing to me, it's like I could be a victim and I can like harbor that and use that as like armor or I can forgive them and be myself again and get my power back and, and rewrite whatever role I want them to play in my life.
1: And I think that also speaks to like them playing the role is creating your boundaries, right? I think boundaries are a really big part of this conversation because I think a lot of people have the misconception that Um, you know, if you forgive somebody, then you are allowing them and whatever toxic energy they brought to your life to continue and to repeat those patterns.
0: Oh no, 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 no. That's, this is very opposite of that, right? This is very opposite of that. Whatever role they have in your life going forward is your decision. Um, you may never, forgiveness can happen. I've seen it so many different ways. Forgiveness can happen from somebody who has been passed for 15 years. For somebody who you haven't seen in five years, who you will never see again, your forgiveness is the act between you and yourself, mm-hmm. right? There is a residual effect. There is the ricochet effect of like your forgiveness in your heart and your love will be felt by them to a certain degree, but that's none of your business, right? What is your business is making peace with yourself. So If somebody has done a wrongdoing, do not sign up for it again. That is not the message of like, go back to your cheating husband for him to cheat again. You know, this is like not the, that's not the message. You have your boundaries, you learn the lessons and you can rewrite the script the way that you see is best suited for you, but you're coming from a healed heart and a whole place as opposed to being the victim and being damaged, right? Like nobody's allowed to hurt you or damage you
1: like that in your heart without your consent. Absolutely. And it's a very different um, conversation when you're talking about somebody who in your life is asking for forgiveness, right? That's a, that's, that's also a very different element of forgiveness and it's a different conversation. Right. And you can still choose to offer your forgiveness to somebody and still create those boundaries within your relationship. Right. You know, it's just, it's still that act of releasing something it's releasing a grudge it's releasing that like pent up space that's like so not conducive to being loving and being free and being peaceful it's just letting all of that stuff go it it, it literally has nothing to do with the relationship you have with this person if you're talking about a person who's yeah wronged you and who's living right right it's the, it's the most important relationship, we always talk about this, but
0: the most important relationship is the one that you have with yourself, right? So you don't want to have any, uh, you need to forgive yourself for so many things that you may, you didn't know better at the time. And we need to love ourselves through that and forgive ourselves. And we need to offer forgiveness to those who have done wrongdoings. And I'm not even going on a deep level of understanding where they're coming from. I don't even care about that at this point like when I'm doing these intuitive reads, it's like, we don't even need to go there to like, he's got mommy issues and this is why he, like, we don't even need to go there. Mm-hmm. That actually has nothing to do with you. Right. Like all I want is for you to forgive him. So you have peace, mm-hmm. you know? And so it doesn't even need to get, need to get to those like depth of trying to understand him and sympathize with him. It really is just becoming, um, I forgive you for the wrongdoing because you no longer have that control over me.
1: Right. Right. No, I think, um, it's such a great message and, um, it's so cool that you get to see all of that within your readings. I mean, we see it so much in daily life, but I think it's really profound after someone passes all these messages of forgiveness that come through, I mean, from the other side. And it's like, it's such, it's such a common one. It's such a
0: common one, but I will say some, another kind of like profound thing with the intuitive reads and with the mediumship reads, is that the most important messages of forgiveness really are for them. Like it's for yourself
1: right? because
0: so much is forgiven when they get to the other side. It's us like being here in this physical experience who have a really hard time forgiving ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We um, can't get past certain things. We have these big blocks because we can't forgive ourselves through it. Or we're harboring this like total resentment and anger towards people. Um, because we feel like we were victimized somehow Mm -hmm. and sometimes you were and it's painful and it hurts like hell and it's not anything I want anyone to have to go through. Like betrayal is, especially in a marriage, like it's, it's incredibly painful, but if you can forgive the other person, it releases you to be so free to do whatever the hell you want to do after this.
1: You know? You know, um, it reminds me of, in yoga, it's called, I'm going to say it wrong, the final shavasana. 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 Yeah, you said it right. <laughs> okay, so it reminds me of that moment, and anyone who's done yoga knows what I'm talking about, but you put your hand on your heart center, and it's this moment of self-reflection, self-love, It's paying attention to your body. It's all these things. And that's when a lot of emotions come out, right? Yeah. Because you spent so much time in the last hour kind of working through all these feelings. And then you just lay in stillness and you have this moment with yourself. And it's very beautiful and very healing. And it's a total release. Mm -hmm. And that's like what it is. And that's kind of the feeling of
0: forgiveness is that like I am releasing that now. right? You know, and... And it really is just this cool journey, even in a marriage. Like if you want to stay together, it doesn't need to be infidelity. I mean, we go through this all the time. Like we forgive our husbands daily, you know, (laughs) daily, minute by minute. (laughs) We're constantly private. So it doesn't have to be this like detrimental thing. Like it can be small things that we're forgiving them through, but it releases, it releases us. It frees us to have a more genuine relationship with ourselves and a more genuine relationship with them. Because we have let it go. And it's not like um, they don't have that
1: control over you anymore. Right. I love that you describe it as a superpower because I definitely agree with that. All right. I think we should go into some soul science because we're still talking about forgiveness. And I have a really fun article for us.
0: I by the way, this is like one of my favorite topics that we've done. I know this is really. good. It's like so much because it's just so obvious, but like we don't, there, we don't talk about it a lot,
1: right? But it's I mean, a big it's one, poignant in like every aspect of our lives. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, some let's do soul it. science. Here we go. Okay, so this is really loaded. So I'm just gonna try to touch on the bullet points because there's so many amazing nuggets in this. But this article today comes to us from the American Psychological Association and it is titled, Forgiveness Can Improve Mental and Physical Health. Everett Worthington, PhD, had been studying forgiveness for nearly a decade when he was faced with the worst possible opportunity to put his research to the test. His mother was murdered in a home invasion, though police were confident they would identified the perpetrator. The man was never prosecuted. There was no justice. But despite the tragic nature of that loss, it didn't mean forgiveness was off the table. So this is crazy, Jen. He he goes, okay, so this guy, he's been studying forgiveness for decades, like doing case studies on forgiveness. And and then the universe put him to the test. Right. And he says, I had applied this forgiveness model many times, but never to such a big event. As it turned out, I was able to forgive the young man quite quickly. So he, you know, picked up all these tools, all these studies. One common be- but mistaken belief is that forgiveness means letting the person who hurt you off the hook. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yet forgiveness is not the same as justice, nor does it require reconciliation. There it is, Right. A former victim of abuse shouldn't reconcile with an abuser who remains potentially dangerous, for example. But the victim can still come to a place of empathy and understanding. Whether I forgive or don't forgive isn't going to affect whether justice is done. That's exactly right. Okay, so very different things. Well, it's an
0: internal versus external thing, right? Totally. So it's like the internal part is the forgiveness, the external part is the justice, right? And this is like from a spiritual spirituality conversation is that the forgiveness is the internal and that's what we're talking about. Like that's the release, right? So, right. so the, whatever happens externally and whatever happens like from a physical standpoint or whatever from there um, is really up to you of how much
1: you want to let them back in your life after that. But the forgiveness is all within you, right? Another nugget in here, another misconception is that forgiving someone is a sign of weakness. It's the opposite. It is the opposite. Um, So there have been many, there may be many good reasons to make the effort. Research has shown that forgiveness is linked to mental health outcomes such as reduced anxiety, depression, and major psychiatric disorders, as well as fewer physical health symptoms and lower mortality rates. I mean, I love that. I mean, that's it, you know? And when we hold on to all of those things, it's like all that stuff we talked about the stress, the cortisol, all of those things that kind of add to our physical ailments, our physical body, things that just kind of burden us up from the inside, right? right? So it's just another way of releasing all of that that doesn't belong to you. Right. And I
0: think with family dynamics, it's just so much harder. I mean, obviously we we gave the examples of spouses, but there's a lot more out there. There's sister relationships, mother relationships, father relationships. I mean, God knows I have all those, you know, and it's like to be able to forgive and release means that you can have healthier relationships should you choose like you. And that's why we talked about this quote on a couple of podcasts ago, but it's never too late to give yourself a good childhood. Right. And it's like, if you can forgive everything that took place in childhood, you know, and forgive that, it doesn't make it okay. Right. You know, but you can release it mm-hmm. and have a better childhood from it. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, I think that there's so much beauty in it and, and it really is kind of a, um,
1: it takes a lot of strength to do it. So yeah, Absolutely. So much good stuff in there. All right. I think that kind of wraps up our forgiveness talk. Are we ready for some Ask the Medium? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Our first question comes to us from Chris in Sherman Oaks. And he asks, do you always feel spirits around other people? Are they always around us? Does it bother you? (laughs) Um.
0: Well, good question. Um, I don't always feel spirits. I think I have to really tap in. So I think we talked about that before. I don't walk around just like seeing spirits. But um, if I focus on it, I can feel them. I always feel them when you, when you open up. They're always there. So it's just the person, um, you know, the medium, I guess, opening up to it. Or people who are trying to reach spirit worlds can open up to it. But,
1: um, but no, I don't walk
0: around just like seeing people.
1: But after, like, a few glasses of wine, do they just kind of slip through a little easier? Sometimes, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like, after a couple of glasses of wine, I certainly feel more than I do sober. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's just like we talked about this before. It's kind of like turning it on, like yeah. turning on the faucet. So, as soon as... Like, and I'm just quicker to turn on that faucet after a couple glasses of wine. Cause it's like, okay. Like I can't keep it off all the time. Right. Um, and then there's some, honestly, there's some spirits who are just pushier. So it's like, I, I have to open up, but sometimes like they just come knocking a little bit louder. Right. You know, I had a reading last week and it was a mom and like the mom came to me f- like a day before the reading and I'm like, hold on. Like, let's get to you. We'll get to you tomorrow. Like, your time's tomorrow. And I could just feel her, like, kind of with me. And I had to, like, really kind of, like, set. I had to be bossy and say, like, no, tomorrow, this is your time. Come back. I love how connected we are, but, like, come back then. Those mama
1: bears don't want oh, to yeah, <laughs> They're the best. I love that. <laughs> okay, our next question comes to us from Lisa in Pasadena. And she asks... Do you have any advice for up-and-coming mediums on how to further develop? I think I am a medium, but I am scared to step into it fully. Lisa, right? Yes.
0: Well, Lisa, do not be scared to step into it fully. And you are a medium. I think we all are mediums. Um, we just are those who want to practice it need to like open up to it more and lean into it more. So I think that meditation is the key in. Like that is like your key to the door that unlocks the mediumship world. So um I would say please establish a strong um like meditation practice and then also um I think that if you can get into a spirit circle of any kind or if you are around people who um practice this that are open really practicing on people to get those validations is the best way that you're going to learn how this language feels and how you can kind of develop it further. Um, Also, if you join the soul spot on Facebook,
1: it, that's a group, right? Isn't that how that's a group? <laughs> Here we are, Jen from the seventeenth century, who's still learning how to use Facebook. I don't
0: know. I feel like I but and I'll <laughs> honestly I feel like I have two Facebook
1: things and I don't know what what the okay, difference is. So we have a private group on Facebook called The Soul Spot. Okay. And we, I'm like literally red right now. Like even looking at Nadia. We okay. If you go search under Facebook groups, hopefully you'll find it. The logo for the podcast is the logo for the Facebook group. Right. That's how you will know that it is this podcast and not a restaurant in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> there's a not, there's a few other soul spots out there, okay. and they're they're not this podcast. But I <laughs> think it'll be. Pretty obvious. <laughs> well, join that group.
0: Yes. So if you're up and coming medium, join the group because then we can all start talking about this and like build this community and share our insights. And nobody will think you're crazy if you're talking about how you think maybe you're talking to ghosts. <laughs> right. We got we to gotta bring
1: that group back to life. Okay. Um I'll I'll work on that. Thank you. you. <laughs> um, so before we wrap, I want to talk about the really fun, amazing, intuitive happy hour you did a few weeks ago oh, for yeah. all of us. So um, you hosted this intuitive happy hour. Yep, and there was a, gr- a nice group of us over Zoom. I think yeah. it was about, like, 14 of us. Yeah. It was a good group. It was. A few mother-daughters in there. I love the mother-daughter duos. Me They're too. They're just my favorite. It was so good, and I really liked it. Good, thank you. I mean, this was my first time, like being the participant in one of your Zoom groups like this. Well, it's really nice to have you. I have to tell you that because,
0: like, I know if there's crickets, I can just be like, "So, what do you think, Nadia?" <laughs> like, I <laughs> can put you on the spot, or if I'm not making sense, I know that you're there to translate, like gen speak. To, like, the rest of us? Sure, sure. <laughs> to the rest
1: of them? No, it was really great, though, because I was pretty frazzled that day, I'm not going to lie, and that kind of brought me back to earth. It was a really good, um, just kind of, like, spiritual happy hour, you know? It, it, it kind of, uh, it was light enough, but deep enough to feel like something that, like, I walked away from it feeling better. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that <laughs> so much. Thanks for saying that. Like, I... Mean, I, yeah. I obviously love doing it, but it's hard to gauge.
0: I'm used to doing crowds like in person. So zoom is hard to read the audience kind of, you know? So I'm like, I hope people are getting a lot out of this, but I got really nice messages after.
1: I mean, for me, I put it on the Brady bunch screen setting Yeah, and that really helps me. Like I like seeing everybody because it is a conversation and then sometimes people pop on and off and then the screen doesn't switch. So it's not distracting. Yeah. So that was like a really good way for me to felt like feel like we were all engaged with each other. And you did a really great meditation at the end that was totally cool. And we did some intuitive exercises. And I kind of, I'll be honest, when it ended, I was just wanted more. Really? I was like, I wish it was like 20 minutes longer. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. We can um, go like, because I think it was an hour and a half. We can do two hours. It was really good. I mean, it, maybe that time's good for people because they can commit to it, but I was like, I was left wanting more.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. thank you. I mean, what we did was basically opened up, I don't even remember the float, but we opened up like a discussion about what intuition is. Um, and then we did some exercises or no, we did the meditation first, I think. And then we did some exercises And then we did some like Q and a at the end, but the exercises, I think what are just so cool. The response that I got from people after that. So after you do your meditation and especially a guided meditation, when you're kind of live in a group, there's just something cool energetically that takes place. Like when I'm a participant in it, I can always go to like a deeper place quicker with that energy than I can on my own kind of. So, um, so Everybody was really pretty deep in meditation. And then coming out of that, like they're so, you guys were so connected with yourselves that what I did was prompt some like visual images to see if you guys like what that meant for you. Right. And it's cool because we always try to explain how abstract this language is and how, um, how you can use signs and symbols and shapes and colors and stuff to really kind of unlock like your own answers to things. And so it was cool because I did one symbol for you guys and I had you like meditate on a question and then I gave a symbol and that kind of represented whatever answer it was for you. And I like prayed to the spirit, to like my spirit squad before I did the symbol. I was like, please let this be like applicable for everybody. And I did it like three times before I got what I wanted it to be. And then the responses were so cool because everybody had very individual questions. But when they saw that, they knew what their answers were.
1: Right. So it's cool. It was really fun. No, I loved it. I loved all the exercises. I loved the meditations. And I feel like it was just kind of a really tangible way to put into practice, all these things we talk about. Right. And, um, I think it was a really great group. I felt like everyone got to participate and yeah, I totally. Loved it. We'll,
0: we'll do it again. Like I need to, um, I need to schedule another one and I don't know if we'll do the same topic or something different, but I love, I love this community. It's just the best. Yeah. It's like the best and it's like everybody's supportive. Everybody's like just on the same journey and wanting the best for everyone else. So it's just a great group
1: agree. I could not agree more. Well, this has been a really fun episode, you guys. Um, I love it all. We're going to try to get more active on all the groups, and we want to hear what you guys are thinking. So, Jen, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at the.soul.spot. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. And you can find me on Instagram. It's my name at Nadia Thorman, N-A-D-I-A-T-H-O-R-M-A-N-N, and if you feel so inclined, check out my other podcast. It's it. called Pop Town USA. It's so, so good. And by the way, the Free Britney stuff, OMG. I mean, it's really juicy. If you guys want to know about all things Free Britney and all the conspiracies going on right now, listen to my last two podcasts yeah. because it's, it's the real deal. It's good. <laughs> all, right, all right. We you love guys. you guys.
0: Forgive yourselves. Forgive <laughs> each other. Love you. Cheers. Bye. Bye.